Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to be talking about our last of the micronutrients, molybdenum and chloride. In our spotlight, we'll talk about Raven releasing some driverless tech. Egg History Minute, we're going to talk about the agricultural revolution. In lastly, we'll talk about Cool Beans That's Corny with some current events. With me today are Bill Schomburg. Hey, guys. Max Garvey. What's up, everybody? Todd Schomburg. Hey to all the Tilthies out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. So Selection Sunday is over. The tournament starts in a couple, in a little bit here. So <clears throat> what do you guys think of the seedings this year? Badgers got a three seed. Three. That's awesome. Yeah. They get to play at home. Right, they get the Midwest region, so and it's like double home. It's Pfizer Forum, Milwaukee, Milwaukee and then yeah. Chicago if they win. Yep. So it's going to be that's a pretty big deal to get. And then they, Bill, you could, you've seen it's like they never get like a three seed. It's always like a four or or randomly yeah. they'll get like it's just always lower than you think. Right, and this one for them to actually get what we thought they would get was pretty cool. I think what Selection Sunday showed is that any tournament. Any postseason tournament, like the Big Ten tournament, the conference tournaments, I mean, pretty much mean absolutely nothing. Like, Iowa won, and they probably were a five before the tournament, and they're still a five. Texas A&M got to the championship, and they're not even in the field. Like, they didn't even get selected. So Who, who beat Duke in their conference Villanova. In West, no, Virginia or, Tech. Virginia, Virginia Tech, sorry. Yeah, yeah Virginia Tech and... That seemed like they got them in the tournament, right. which is cool. But like you say, it didn't necessarily help the seeding much. So the Badgers really didn't like. I think they came out dead. I think they retired. And do you they, think Davis is still hurt? I no, no. I mean, they he, were missing everything he, short. Like, he looked. They couldn't even make their free throws. Short. He didn't look a hundred percent. He didn't. But, but he didn't look hurt. It's a week later now, so hopefully, yeah. and they get to play like almost midnight on Friday night. <laughs> It's like 8.50. I know this is spin zone loser talk, but who cares that we lost? <laughs> Davis got to rest. Yeah. We got the three seed exactly like what we wanted. That's what I mean, we, right. So we go and win the Big Ten tournament, we get the two seed, and we get to go play in Washington. Wow, right. that'd be awesome, that, wouldn't right, it? You're right, that'd be worse. So You're right, man. And so they had some, <laughs> it's loser talk, but still. Bill's right. Greg Gard, silent assassin. Right. He just, he just goes about his business. He just knew to, like... We'll just lose this one and get our three seeds. I would have. It would have been nice to beat Nebraska to have that. Just to say you're outrights, but whatever. And then, I don't know. They they got a pretty Colgate. Apparently, can shoot three pointers like nobody else. So that makes me a little bit nervous. They like, got a really big slow guy too. Like if we can't, if we all of a sudden can't shoot and they just drain the threes, yeah, they're going to get upset. But at the same point. You play some defense and you hit your shots and you make them turn the ball over. You're going to win by twenty probably. And then the next round was it Iowa State or I forget already. Yeah, I can't remember who else it would be. USC. I'm working on it. I'm you know, so I don't know much it. about those teams, but I don't know from the stuff I've been hearing, they got like the best draw. No, It'll they, be they, Iowa State, LSU. LSU, yep. Those are and they up. just got two coaches fired because of, of like, recruiting violations. Yeah, really or, bad timing. Yeah. Think, think of that. They just got 
fired for recruiting violations that would be legal now with all the new rules that are associated with NCAA. Right, with, whatever with they did, and, they got fired. Likeness. <laughs> Timing's everything. Yeah. But I do think being at 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 Pfizer is like, it's going to be cool. nine-tenths red. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, like, are they renaming the Deer District? The no, Badger, dist- Badger Bucky District. District. I know, like, I... I like the Badgers, but I've I've been to one Badger basketball game in my life. Yeah. I think it was with all well, you guys. Yep. And even What'd I you, was like, "Well, how much are tickets? We could just run down." Like I'm busy Friday, I probably can't go, but I'm like, "Well, if they win, just run down Sunday and just check her out." Badger basketball games are the best because it's two hours. You're not like giving up a full Sunday no. of three hour or four hour football game. It's like and it's it, a quarter of the crowd, so you don't have to fight seventy thousand. You fight seventeen or fifteen thousand. The only problem is if you go during the NCAA tournament, do you get red panda at halftime? Because without <laughs> red panda at halftime, no, you don't. I'm not in. You don't. I wonder how the tournament tickets will be too, because that is different. I looked allocated on, different. I looked on StubHub yesterday, and like they were like three hundred bucks a pop for, for a session for. The Badgers, yeah. And then, like, the other sessions were, like, half, half yeah. that price. <laughs> nice. you, you could get all the sessions for the whole first weekend was, like, 1500 Sure. That would have been a tough buy because you could have bought them before for way cheaper. Oh, yeah. But then, also but then, then yeah. what happens they, they, they don't they get don't, draw there? Right. Or even, like... You just sell them. <laughs> like, I thought yeah. it'd be cool to get t- tickets for Sunday and not Friday because it's, like, the end of the weekend but then if they lose the first round <laughs> right. like now you're, you're just stuck going. with these these tickets oh i guess i'm gonna go watch colgate lsu <laughs> Woo. yeah Col- colgate lsu it would be fun to just go to the tournament too i think right i mean even if the badgers weren't playing it'd be fun to go and just yeah like, think how magical it is for us when we're sitting here like this is it, it would be fun because i feel like you'd pick a team a Cinderella team or something like that, and you just cheer for it. You know, you'd have somebody you'd cheer for, and if they won, it's fun. And you don't, and if they lose, you don't really care. I think so that's the cool that part about the tournament. Like, yeah, you got your bracket and you care, but do you really care? Like, you can watch the whole tournament and basically not care who wins. Like, you're not dying no, by every it feels possession. Like each game, you kind of pick a per, like, oh, you know, like, yeah. well, like well, my kids ask, like, brackets. yeah, yeah. my kids ask, like, dad, who are we rooting for? Like, which color team? And then I say, like, you know this key team because i like this one player or the coach or whatever and but when they lose you're just like yeah they're like dad aren't you mad and like no this <laughs> isn't like when the packers lose no. we're gonna be we're gonna be huge uab fans okay yeah. uab dragons who's on that jelly walker jelly walker so you think he's electric badger fans will bring empty toothpaste tubes to throw yeah at the other team <laughs> go. We'll put the squeeze on them squeeze on colgate did you stop Using your Colgate toothbrush, this toothpaste this week? Yep, haven't brushed my teeth all week. <laughs> I'm a Crest guy anyway, so, it's so like, you're good. Didn't matter. I think I, I think I have a Colgate toothbrush and a Colgate toothpaste. Really? I think so. I do think though, like, like next week when we're recording, I would venture a guess that at least half the Big Ten teams are done. Like they're they're not gonna get. They well, got they nine got, in, and I bet you five are gonna be done by. They Sunday. got the max amount in, yeah, so right. Well, tied with the most they've ever had it. Right. So, yeah, there's a good chance they're not all going to make it to the Sweet 16. And if 
if Michigan State wins, like to show how good the draw is that the Badgers got, if Duke wins and Michigan State wins, they play each other in right. the second round right away. Like they never used to do that. Now, no. now they do. They want some of the bigger matchups and stuff. Right so. away. And even Illinois, I think, has got. I don't know the way Duke's season's going. I, it may not be that big of a matchup. Yeah. Well, well, it could be interesting with Coach K. Like these are his last games, so yeah. how are the refs yeah. going to call him? And, and, and his last big games, he's lost the oh. end of the season and the tournament. Yeah, so. which should be just going through the bracket here quick. I think only five of the Big Ten teams are going to make it through their first game. Yeah, through their first game. That's not through the first weekend. Through their great. first game. Be curious to see how Iowa does because they're shooting the ball and playing really hot. But it's almost like. Is that just going to die, and then they're going to lose in the first round? Yeah, they got spiders first round, right? And I think they get they get Providence if Providence, yeah. yeah, which Providence is hot, yeah, they're a good team. So I don't know. It's fun just to sit and watch. And so, what's the prediction? How far is Bucky going? Give give, give a round. Give the game they I, lose in. I think they lose. I think they win the first two, and then then they're done. So losing the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, that's probably my heart talking more than maybe my head. But they lose next week, Thursday, Friday. Matt, I think they make it through the first game. I don't know. Depends who the they play the second game. I'll go Elite Eight just because you guys didn't. Dude, so Final, four. Final, right? Final Four. Final Four. Final Four. There we go. Final Four. They could get Iowa to go to the Final Four. I really? Think. Yeah. If cool. I looked at the bracket right, which that would be like. Brad Davison versus Jordan Bohannon for the like, like old the man two forty-five year old men <laughs> shooting a basketball against each other. No, I think well, one, they have a really good spot. I'm hoping I have hopes and dreams that all my talk about a six-year senior guard at the NCAA tournament pays off. And I think the whole tournament, though, there's like to me, there's only one or two teams that should get it, like. But every it's so wide open. Like you could lose the first round, or you could get to the final four. I think a lot of the teams could do that. Like Auburn is the two on on our side. Like, are we that scared of Auburn? Really? No. I don't think so. So I don't see any reason why we can't play. I'm not the final even scared four. of Kansas. Let's we go. say that now, and then we score forty points right, in the game, yeah. right. and they score ninety, <laughs> right? Oof. But. Should be exciting. I'm pumped. Let's go. All right. You guys ready to get into our topic for today? Oh, yeah. Super excited. It's big stuff here. This is out of the stragglers, huh? Yep. Yeah. So we're, we're rounding out the micronutrients. Even last week, like we were talking, it's depending on where you live. You know, we're getting into the ones that you don't really need to manage necessarily, but they still play a role in plants plant growth and plant production so you need them out there so it's your your bench warmers if you will or uh, what have you for the micronutrients so max what do we got this week so this week we have molybdenum and chlorine if you can say molybdenum five times fast you're doing it you should get a phd Ooh. um but yeah like you said you know we've alluded to these are kind of the kind of the stragglers right bottom 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 row of the of the uh, importance chart, but still got to know about them. So, um, the importance of molybdenum is for plant growth. The importance of molybdenum in plant growth is disproportionate with respect 
to the absolute amounts required by most plants. Apart from copper, molybdenum is the most abundant essential micronutrient, or is the least abundant, sorry, essential micronutrient found in most plant tissues and is often set as the base from which all other nutrients are compared and measured. So if you're not above molybdenum, you got a problem. Yep. Benchmark is like, right there. And this is the low, the low bar here. Low bar. Better be above. So, and then molyb- molybdenum is utilized by selected en- enzymes to carry out redox reactions. Molybdenum deficiencies are considered rare in most agricultural cropping areas. However, the phenotype is often misdiagnosed and attributed to other downstream effects associated with its role in various enzymatic redox reactions. You guys follow all that? Yep. Well, yeah. I all feel right. like this one's so rare that, like you say, if you did see you wouldn't even blame it on that because you don't know. Right, you'd what, think it was something else. Right. And, yeah. and if this one's low, like something else is almost for surely low. Correct. So molybdenum fertilization through foliar sprays can effectively supp- supplement internal molybdenum deficiencies and rescue the activity of molybdenum zymes. Molybdenum zymes. Molybdenzymes? Yeah. Molybdoenzymes, yeah. Yep, there you go. It's even a bigger tongue twister. Molybdenum is the only micronutrient that does not respond to low pH. Molybdenum becomes more available as soil pH goes up, the opposite of most other micronutrients. So yeah, when you're getting, seeing tie-up of other things, molybdenum is like, I'm here, yeah. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Let's do this. It's out of, A lot of the soils we deal with actually are high pH where, right. we're, where we get into those seven and halves and maybe an eights just because of our limestone-based soils. And that's odd to say that all the rest of them, yeah, tie up, and this one is just, it, it's What's up, there. guys? And, yeah. How's it going? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Molybdenum is a like, high-functioning alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Where most of us would pass out. Molybdenum's like, yeah, party yeah, up. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> all right, so that's talking AA with Delta Ground. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, so, any other questions on molybdenum, or are you guys ready to move on? Todd, any questions here? Is, would you guys say molybdenum is the 16th seed of the tournament of the I think nutrients? it's in the play-in game. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's, it's in, in the, the 16-seed play-in game. Yeah. Molybdenum could be the name of a small private school in <laughs> Delaware. <laughs> I like that. Do they have a mascot, or is molybdenum the city, and then... Do you um, even know the fighting Col- where Colgate is, though? Colgate? Is that in, like, Rhode Island or something? It's, like, central New York. Dead center of the state. Okay. We looked is that yesterday. a town? Or is it a... I, it's where the college is, I guess. It's I, a, yeah, it's yeah. the college. is Colgate. Colgate, yeah. No, I, I think molybdenum is... I don't even know... Like, it's the the towel boy, maybe, on the, the 16th seat. <laughs> <laughs> like... It's got a job, but if it wasn't... Yeah, it, it's hard, because it is important. Obviously, right, it's essential. Yeah, it's important, yeah. But we've, like, none of us have ever seen it deficient at all. So it's just right. one of those where you just, you just don't think about it. So, all right, what else we got, Max? All right, so then, then our other one is chlorine or chloride. To be or not to be, chlorine or chloride. So we would, most of us know chlorine as like the stuff you put in pools as a disinfectant. Um, And when you look at a soil test or or a a tissue test, they will call it chlorine, but it's actually taken up by plants in the chloride form. So um, I I would say those are interchangeable, but I guess they're technically not. But for this, for our purposes today, they are. 
because we're talking about plants using them. And like Max said, when we're talking about it, we're talking about the chloride form. Right. That's what's the being up, uptake. By yeah, and that's the important way it's out there. So the family that chlorine's in in the periodic table is interesting because it's in there with iodine, which you'd think is like a cleaner and a disinfectant, just like you'd think chlorine, and then fluoride as well as in the family, which is also in Colgate toothpaste. Yes, which cleans and, their teeth. And kind of helps clean. You know, so I... These are, they're in the halogen family group, which they're, but you really do think of them as like that cleaner type of thing. So they're not actually for cleaning when it comes to plants. No, and it's in the chloride <laughs> form, which is different than chlorine. Right. So Chloride yes, gas, you're probably okay. Chlorine yeah, gas, not so much. Not so, yes. So, yes, this does not smell like, you know, like the pools smell like we imagine chlorine. It's, it's, it is different so chlorine functions in plant growth and development include osmotic and stomatal regulation evolution of oxygen in photosynthesis and disease resistance and tolerance so it's a lot but that's basically what chlorine does to help us um to help or how it helps the plants at adequate levels of supply chlorine chlorine improves the yields and quality of many crops such as onions and cotton if the soils are deficient in this nutrient so Onions and cotton, not really huge crops for us, but they're really important to somebody. Um, the chloride concentration in the plant determines yield and quality formation for two reasons. First, chlorine is a mineral nutrient, and deficiencies thereof induce metabolic problems and interfere with growth. However, due to low requirements of most crops, deficiency of chloride hardly appears in the field. So they're saying, like, yes, this could be an issue, but... It's such a low requirement that very rarely do we actually see the deficiency. Even when there's low soil numbers, it's still that it doesn't. We don't need enough of it for it to be a deficiency most of the time. And then chloride supports the transport of nutrients such as calcium, magnesium, and potassium within the plant. So all those other micronutrients we talked about that were important, chloride helps those get around. So chloride still is well, important, and, and that explains why it would appear as a deficiency of some of those other nutrients is if it's not there to transport it we're going to be lacking them too so right so in general molybdenum and chlor chlorine deficiency in crops will appear very similar to most other nutrient deficiencies just like we said but with both of these today you're probably never going to actually diagnose these two you're going to diagnose something else and this will be the second secondary or ter tertiary is that third mm -hmm. tertiary issue um and then uh, a tissue or soil test w would be used to determine deficiency because you're not just going to look at a plant and go, yep, easily chlorine deficiency, right? You're going to have to have a test to tell you that. Um, and then as we're working through, we've been talking about how they're mobile or immobile. Um, so chlorine and molybdenum are both micronutrients. And then as far as in the plant, um, molybdenum is immobile and in the soil it's somewhat mobile and chlorine is mobile in both plant and soil. All right. All right. The the one thing to think about with chlorine or chloride is potassium chloride, which is potash. Yep. You you get it's usually OO sixty or OO sixty two, and then what's left off is the forty five of chloride that comes with it. So obviously it's you know potassium chloride or like table salt is sodium chloride. So 
you think of it as it does have like somewhat of a salting effect and can do that and you do get units of chloride with your potash so to if you're applying any potash you're rarely going to see a chloride deficiency because it's because it's already you know it's there and it's yep it's ready for your plants so there's there's a lot of talk on that one and i try to find out some more facts on how bad you know there's this idea that instead of using potassium chloride you should use potassium sulfate because it doesn't have the chloride riding with it and there's not a lot of research comparing both to see like if potash is worse or not so i don't know that we should even get into that but like i said a lot of times it actually i mean chloride is still an essential nutrient so to have that with it it's not like it's a bad thing that way right um but it's just something to, to consider and kind of keep watching that so right you just wouldn't want excessive buildup you'd want yeah all right so there's good good work max on the we, the 16 seeds these were we knew the end would be like okay we gotta we gotta like bundle a bunch of nutrients together coming up with the scouting report for loyola chicago and <laughs> umbc you didn't get to do yeah do the we, and there's no sister gene with chlorine i guess chloride would be the sister gene of chlorine <laughs> right, right? Good. Have a little to talk about there. Yeah. She's like 103 now. Yeah. Still I'm... cracking. Yeah, so really these last two weeks, these are they still play an important role, but not really um, something that you're probably going to have to manage. So molybdenum and chlorine in the form of chloride, it, what plants take up, are our final two micronutrients. So now we'll go into some breaking news. This is definitely they, going to give away our recording they, date. They might hear it first here, though. Right. right. That's That'd true. That would be good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has signed. He inked a deal? contract, yep. So it's it's there. It's done. Is done it what Rappaport said it was going to be? It sounds like it, just from scrolling my Twitter feed. He gets... Listen to these numbers. Holy buckets. He gets $42 million in 2022, 59.5 in 2023, and 49.3 in 2024. That's $150.815 million so over the next three years, and the first two are fully guaranteed at signing. But we shed like, we're going to shed like $20 million in cap, so who cares? It's not my money anyway. I don't care. Well, <laughs> well it is if you bought stock. Are you a shareholder? I did not. <laughs> yeah. And season tickets. Season tickets, yeah. yes. And really, are, is he going to see this contract out before your time? It sounds like it's a three-year deal. It's a, like a five-year deal, but it, the last two years are basically voidable. voidable. Right. And that pushes out the the cap probably is how it pushes out. It's basically a three-year deal, which I think the third year will be Jordan Love's fifth. So they would have to decide after next year if they want to give him the fifth-year option. So, and then you think at that point he's going to retire, right? Right. Three years from now, he's 42 or whatever. He could be like Tom Brady and retire for two months. And And then 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 retire. Snip, snap, snip, snap. You know. He's he's yet to find that sugar mama yet, though. Well, he's back. He's back with Shailene Woodley. Did he ever leave? Well, we don't. It's a Hollywood relationship. You never know how things (laughs) are really playing out. It wasn't a divorce. It was a separation. What do you guys think? Are you excited about that? Rogers back. I mean, we I, I, they just didn't say it. Like we, they told us he was going to be back for sure. 
almost, but they never showed the deal. So this is right. Just, it was never official. This is the signed. official sign yeah. part. I really don't care. I just want to win football games. <laughs> like, I don't. Like, I mean, yeah, we we can talk all we want about what we could have got in trade and everything else, but the field of quarterbacks right now, there's not. You're not really going to make a a positive trade up at this point. Nor is there a really good draft pick on the horizon. The, the other so, hard part with trades is it's all in draft picks, right. and those pan out like I don't know, yeah, forty percent of the time they work every time. No, they don't. They just they don't. Be honest, always pan out. So, I'll, I'll you know twelve and twelve and four losing the NFC Championship for the next four years, or potentially be eight and eight, or yeah, so right. At least have a shot this way. Yeah. My favorite follow is Andrew Brandt. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys, he's used to be a Packer capologist. Now he's a general capologist. Yeah, and he teaches at Villanova. But apparently Rogers had, Rogers had an out in his last contract after yeah. this year. And he's been saying if if that's negotiated back in on this contract, then it's like a one-year deal. Then it's not worth it. Yeah. So, but we have to, so if that was negotiated out, it's gone, that's like... Do we know that yet? We don't know okay. that yet. That hasn't been stated. But if that is not is that no longer in this contract, then it's a three year deal because they fully guaranteed the, yeah, all that money. money. So, and honestly, I would you'd think with that much money and his projection of his career, right. like that, like at that point, why? But whatever. And Max, you got to be pumped. Devonje Campbell is coming back, yeah, and that's. Yep. You know, That's huge news okay. for the defense. I know we're on Packers right now, but I'm a little excited about baseball right now. We're going to have baseball, and the Brewers <laughs> went and made a free agent splash yesterday. And I, well, splash. It was a splash. It would have been a splash five years ago. Now it's more like a drop, <laughs> I guess. But Brewers signed McCutcheon yesterday. Yeah, that which, was cool. Which is cool. I mean, I hated Kutch when he was with the Pirates. I hated him. I wanted to freaking rip his head off. Because he was a brewer killer, but I'm excited. He's, he's, a brewer he's not the MVP he was back in no, like I said, whatever. It would be a splash five years ago. Now it's like a drop of water. But he can but hit left-handed pitching, and we cannot hit left-handed pitching. Correct, and he's awesome in the field. Right. He's a fr- he's a. We got lots going. I on. didn't even know that happened, man. Yeah. And I yeah. like baseball yeah, you, is coming back, and I'm just like hey, me, me and whatever. Bill on the scene had express time. over here. Oh yeah. No baseball. Yeah, they they're. I was kind of. They still got to win me back. I was watching so. that last <laughs> night, like. And talks with McCutcheon. Hmm. That'd be okay. He was a brewer killer back in the day, yeah. and I that sucked. But I'm excited for him to be a brewer now. Mm. All, right. All right. Anyway, anyway we, got, we, got a, uh, yeah, we got a driver talk. killer coming up. So it's, <laughs> oh, it's a tractor killer right here. <laughs> Not Donald Driver either. No. <laughs> All right. So our spotlight for today. Raven launches Omnipower 3200. So that is the latest model in Raven Industries' autonomous power platform. Upgraded machine features added mechanical, functional, and aesthetic enhancements that improve efficiency and make autonomy more practical for producers. So on the inside, model's been reinvented and includes a new Tier 5 engine with increased horsepower, 200 horsepower, or up to 200 horsepower. Hydraulic system has also been optimized, adding 50% more power to the ground, Operating speeds have been improved with two-speed shifting, six-mile-an-hour low gear, 12-mile-an-hour high gear, and serviceability has also been upgraded, making it easier for growers to work on the machine in the field. So you, rather than having a driver, could have this wonderful system on your 
they've got sprayer implements. Uh, can also spread and spray autonomously using a table interface. So you could do fertilizer or spray through this platform. To me, it basically looks like they took the back of a fertilizer spreader and just put it on like wheel. I mean, yeah, there is like like made a robot around it basically is what it looks like mm, yeah. almost. But I know that that Omnipower is sort of the, or Omnidrive would be like the, the sort of base, and now they're they're adding different things well, to go is, on. Yeah. This, this is more about the the computer system than the actual hardware. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I mean, bo- bo- it, you know, this whole thing will be really interesting because I was just reading a book about like going back to like when they first came on tractors. They were basically based around the plow, you know, around yeah, the implement, up, up, you know, like the. Like imagine the old tractors, you had the cultivator right on the base of it. You didn't pull an attachment yep. behind. So like the attachment idea was, was not brand new because you had attachments behind horses. But but anyway, it was just the way it was built. And as we go into robotics and this, like it's going to be just wild what comes out of how they look and how different they are when you don't have a cab on them at all and what they can really do. I, I still think it's crazy that the thought is we're just going to have no cabs. Like I... Yeah. Don't we want a place just to ride on the robot? If Correct. We could? No, I'm with you on that. <laughs> That's too. Well, like, well, even for like loading and unloading, <laughs> as you're shipping, you'd think like, you'd want to, at the minimum, like a joystick or something to drive I, it so that you could. Right. Just in case. Like, what's, what's the fail safe going to be when something like this, like a spreader truck? Like well, not well, how breaks, do you drive but, it down the road even? Well, that, but even like, like what happens if the spinner on this spreader breaks and you're not yeah, but, getting a spreader? Like what happens now? The co-op just keeps driving. <laughs> well, hopefully, <laughs> shot, shot fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. No, you hope the guy but, in mean, the cab know, notices I'm, that's something. That's not really. But, yeah. I'm not trying to take. I'm saying like it happens all the time yeah, now, and nobody notices because it, the corn's too tall, not, or you're moving yeah, too fast, right. or you're too busy, or whatever. It's like not it a happens. Fault the person just ha- yeah. no, it just happens. Even with the legality of driving it down the road, I mean, assume you have to trailer this thing. Like you can't I, right, just I go down the road right, exactly. Like I don't. So I'm just. I'm even just saying on the simple end, we talk about the guys who just like to ride in the tractor. They may get an autonomous tractor and still just want to ride the tractor. No, even if, even if it wasn't the whole time, you'd want to ride. Like, like you say, Max, I just also feel like part of, part of tractor driving is obviously recreational and you like riding. Just, are we going to go buy a bunch of UTVs for our guys just to have them buzz around on so they can check their robots now that the UTVs are legal? To drive on most roads and near Tilth World headquarters, so you just need a drone now. A drone that yeah, flies around that's and true. monitors all your. All right, so now we'll move into our egg history minute for today. All right, today we're talking the agricultural revolution and, to a greater extent, the technology side of that with GPS. By the late 1990s, an agricultural revolution would be well underway with new technologies allowing farmers to see bigger variations within their fields and animals than they had ever imagined. Development of GPS technology was a key part of that revolution. The U.S. Department of Defense began developing a satellite-based global positioning system, or GPS, in the 1970s. The system was intended for a range of military applications for which locational accuracy was important. By 1986, enough satellites were in place to make the system usable for other purposes. In 1996, 
John Deere's first production GPS receiver, nicknamed Green Eggs and Ham, brought the possibility of satellite control to the tractor cab. GPS was the, wasn't the only new technology making its way to farmers. Crop yield monitors mounted in combine cabs also enabled farmers to see the size and moisture content of their grain harvest on the go. Monitors revealed information about the strongest and weakest portions of the field. So yeah, did you guys have some green eggs and ham on the, the farm there? I did not know his nickname that, and that is a great nickname for the. For I think the, we should bring that back for the dome. Yeah, we just call them the dome. the egg, and then your monitor was the ham. I guess I, the ad I was reading up for 1996 when Green Eggs and Ham was released was selling uh, their your new biggest crop will be information, and I was like, wow, <laughs> what a tagline! <laughs> your new biggest crop will be. Information. No, yep, that was good. Entering it does kind of look age. like a. It looks like green eggs, green and, eggs ham. and ham. Like it's got like a. Ooh, yeah, it's like, like a, a yellow yellow dome. top, yeah. which makes it. But then there's like a green. It's like an oblong though, like yeah. like a egg that you cracked in the pan, not perfect circle like the domes are now. Yeah, that's great. All right, great. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you out there. Please subscribe to the podcast and tell a farmer friend. All they got to do is on Apple Podcasts, search Tilth Talk Radio. And on Android, download Podcast Addict, Podbean, or Player FM. There's there's also, I was just downloading on a farmer's phone for him. He's like, hey, I'll listen to that. And he had an Android, and uh, Google had a, like a Google Podcast that worked pretty good too. So on Apple or Google we work. Or if you're on a computer or a smartphone browser, you can go to tilthegg.com slash podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilth Talk Radio. All right. Now we'll wrap things up with some cool beans. That's corny. So cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. All right. Our cool beans this week. Corteva AgriScience launches Vorseed Enlist Corn Technology. Bam. So rootworm control is going to get better coming down. From Corteva AgriScience, the Vorseed Enlist technology was released at the Commodity Classic in New Orleans. The uh, Corteva officials say that this particular product is next-generation rootworm technology that will build upon the Chrome lineup that's been on the market for several years. It includes three modes of action for above-ground insect protection, three modes of action for below-ground protection, and four herbicide modes of action to manage weeds, including 2,4-D choline, glyphosate, glufosinate, and FOP herbicides. So, lots of protection there, all in one st- one stack. Max is the weigher in of logos and new names. What do you think of the <laughs> Vorseed? Vorseed is, sounds pretty terrifying, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? I'm, I was like, Dang, getting aggressive with the names. Yeah, I, that's what. That's why it's in here because it caught my eye when it said Vorseed. I was like, "Ooh, what, what's Vorseed? I like that." So, so yeah, it's utilizing RNAi mode of action for that rootworm control, so it complements the existing BT traits. So interesting. Yeah, there you that RNA technology is everywhere. We could yes. we could see the test run of this already next year. Limited limited runs next year and then full blown by twenty four or twenty five. Which would be pretty cool. 
All right, and our, that's corny this week. Ukraine has banned fertilizer exports, according to the Agriculture Ministry. So, uh, if you've been sleeping under a rock, you have no idea what's going on in Ukraine. Ru- Russia has invaded and are working their way from east to west across the country. Trying I heard to we're close to Poland now, huh? Not we, but Russia. Yeah, they kind of swept the, the bottom part of the country. So they're still fighting outside the capital in the north. But uh, yeah, so Ukraine apparently still going to try to put together some crops this year uh, in major areas. And so they're going to need all their, their fertilizer products in, in country. Presumably that's part of this ban. Uh, so they've banned exports of agriculture commodities and introduced licenses for key export goods like wheat, corn, and sunflower oil. And now they're introducing a zero quota for the export of mineral fertilizers uh, that basically means they won't be exporting anything. So it's going to help maintain balance in their domestic market. It applies to nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, and complex fertilizers. I think my favorite part of this is the spelling of fertilizer in the article. Since it comes from Europe, it's, it's S instead of Z. So. Fertilizer. Well, they, here it says they start working land right in now. February and March, like right now. Right. Wow, this that's, is their, their spring right that's now. That's like crazy. You're so put put a plow on the back of that tr- tank as it rolls <laughs> through your field and follow up with the planter, I guess. I don't know. Well, they stole all the tanks. The farmers did, so. Right. You took tractors and stole tanks. But yeah, hopefully you were... Favorable re- resolution will find its way for the people of Ukraine because that's Russian control is probably not the most favorable outcome for them. But that'll do it for this week. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. So we talked about our final micronutrients this week, molybdenum and chlorine, which comes up in the plant in the form of chloride. We talked about Raven releasing its latest model of driverless tech. In our Spotlight, Ag History Minute, we talked about GPS technology and the technological side of the agricultural revolution. And our Cool Beans was potential for some new rootworm technology in Corteva corn traits. That's corny, is the ban on all fertilizer exports from Ukraine. So thanks for listening, and as always, happy farming. <laughs>